Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the April 5th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, we'll explore some key weekly indicators that will give you a good sense of where the electrical economy will be headed in the coming weeks, and we'll take a look at the largest construction projects that either broke ground or were announced in the first quarter of 2021. Let's first check out those economic indicators. Initial unemployment claims at the state level. Rail freight car traffic. The Baker Hughes rig count. Oil prices and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy series for 2021. We had a terrific response to the presentations last year. We're so happy to be working with Champion again to deliver them to you again this year. Let's first look at the unemployment claims at the state level. The weekly unemployment data from the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics highlight the states with the most unemployment claims. This data is valuable to electrical distributors, manufacturers, and reps because it offers empirical evidence of just how big an issue layoffs still are at the local level. On a more positive note, when these claims start declining and establish a trend in this direction, it will be a clue for you about when the, your local economy is starting to improve. The advanced number of actual initial claims under the state program's unadjusted total 714,433 for the week ending March 27th. That's an increase of 633,282, or 9.7% from the previous week. There's some pretty amazing comps with this stat from the depths of the shutdown on a year-over-year basis. This time last year, we were seeing over 5 million initial claims for the comparable week. According to the latest U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics data, which was reported on Friday, April the 2nd, total non-farm payroll employment rose by 916,000 in March, and the unemployment level went down to 6%. Job growth was widespread in March, led by gains in leisure, hospitality, public and private education, and construction. The five states with the biggest decreases in unemployment for the week ending March 27th were Ohio, with a decrease of 15,718, Massachusetts, with a decrease of 12,755, Florida, with a decrease of 5,649, Indiana, with a decrease of 3,900, and Michigan, with a decrease of 2,732 claims. On the flip side, several states showed some comparatively large increases in initial unemployment claims over this time period. The states with increases of more than 10,000 claims were Virginia, with 30,696 claims, Kentucky with 15,869 claims, and Georgia with 11,852 claims. California, New Jersey, and New York all had comparatively large, large increases in claims, with each registering more than 8,000 claims for the week. One of my favorite stats to watch in the leading indicator department for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data weekly. The latest data, which is through March the 27th, showed that total U.S. weekly freight rail traffic was 521,731. That's up 16% compared with the same week last year. Uh, those comparisons for this week compared with last week are inflated because of the widespread economic shutdowns we suffered the, through le- and at the end of March. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first weeks, of the first 12 weeks of this year, was 6,015,081 carloads and intermodal units, an increase of 4.5% compared with last year. 
AAR also breaks down the freight rail by different categories. And for the most recent data showed that seven of the 10 correlate groups that it tracks posted an increase compared to last year. Grain had the largest increase at 25.7%. Uh, total intermodal units was up 11%. Other categories with some comparatively large uh, increases were forest products, 1.7%, and total traffic at 4.5%. On the, on the downside, we saw that petroleum and petroleum products were down over 15%. Non-metallic minerals were down 13.9%. Motor vehicles and parts were down 8.5% and coal is down 6.1% on a year-over-year -year basis. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available each week at, on the state, basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you a good idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil players are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. While the Baker Hughes root count is starting to show a little progress compared to last year, we're still seeing some pretty significant declines year over year. The U.S. total for the past week is at 430. That's down 234 rigs compared to last year, and that's a 35% drop. Permian Basin, which accounts for more than half of all uh, the rigs uh, tallied up in the Baker Hughes root count, sits at 224. It's down 127 from last year and is down 36%. After topping $60 per barrel on February 16th, oil prices for the benchmark West Texas Intermediate crude have bounced around around that level for the past few weeks. But at plus 200% from the bottom in April 2020, it's been, it really has seen quite an increase if we take a step back. Back then in the mid-April of last year, it had dropped to just $11.26 per barrel. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading indicator for future economic activity. Copper is used in so many industries, with the construction industry among the market leaders because of its use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Down the road, forecasters expect the electric vehicle market to also be a huge consumer of copper. Copper prices are still over the $4 per pound mark, but they were off the recent highs. If you take a look at the slide here, over the past five years, you can see that the, the current trend at over $4 per pound is way above where it had been. Back in 2018, it, it had hit the highs for the period at about $3.30 per pound. And you look at that compared to where you are now, and the copper prices are still historically high on the short term. Although construction economists expect construction activity to increase as the prime building season rolls out, the most recent data year over year from back through February is still soft. According to Dodge Data and Analytics, February 2021 was down 28% compared to non-residential activity when you compared to February 2020. That being said, when we started logging large construction projects for the first quarter of 2021, we saw that if you compared them with looking at a value of 100 million that quite a few very interesting projects have are breaking ground or will be breaking ground later in the year two projects in chicago and one in columbus ohio caught our eye in chicago the 500 million dollar obama presidential library is expected to break ground later in the year chicago also has a really large biotech lab underway now that 250 million dollar fulton labs project the other big one is in, in Columbus, Ohio, and actually, it's actually the biggest project that we saw anywhere. It's a $1.2 billion Wexner Medical Center, which is being built on the campus of Ohio State University. 
One of the other trends that caught our eye when we were looking at the uh, projects being announced in first quarter 2021 was a number of pretty large industrial projects that were on the docket. Uh, in Mobile, Alabama, one of the shipyards is, is putting together a steel manufacturing line by Estelle USA. In Arizona, there's a huge hydroelectric truck plant being built by Nikola Motors, $470 million in value at. Perhaps the most interesting project, I wish I could get a value on it, but it was uh, being built in Rockford, Illinois. The Ingersoll Machine Tool Facility is producing mounts for the 80-foot diameter Magellan Telescope Mirror. So it's, it's just a gigantic telescope to explore the heavens, and I thought that was pretty cool that they're going to be producing the mounts for that. So we'll, we'll try to track that in the next couple of weeks, see if we can get some more numbers or information on it. But uh, if you look at some of the YouTube videos on how big those giant telescopes are, I, I think that's pretty cool. Continuing along with our industrial projects of note, uh, Nucor is, is broke ground on a large steel, steel mill in Brandenburg, Kentucky at $850 million. Uh, Pfizer is an industrial and pharmaceutical plant, for a uh, 420,000 square foot plant, plant in Portage, Michigan. That's valued at $465 million. Uh, also a large pharmaceutical gigafactory in Durham, in North Carolina. That's, that's $785 million uh, being produced by Apitect Systems. Rounding on our review of large construction projects for the quarter, we have kind of a quite a mixed variety of projects here in this slide. Uh, we've got a very large wind and solar project being built in Bee County, Texas, the 495 million Orsted Helena Energy Medical Center. We've got a large uh, data center being built in Sterling, Virginia, that's west of the downtown Washington, and is probably the largest single area for data centers. That's the Sterling Edge Core Data Center, 450 million. Uh, we've also got another large wind farm being built in Putnam, Texas at 427 million to 345 megawatt Mesquite Sky Wind Farm. And we also have a large hospital renovation project in Media, Pennsylvania in the Philadelphia suburbs at uh, 327 million. So uh, that wraps up our podcast for today. A special thanks to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2021. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. And don't forget that Electrical Marketing Newsletter is loaded with data on all types of construction projects and economic indicators for just $99 per year. Our next presentation will be on Monday, April 19th. And thanks again for listening today. Have a great week.